welcome to another episode of Relatively Relatable. I'm your host, Sarah Chappay. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. And if you want to stay connected with us after the show, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. So is it the frozen tundra <clears throat> where you live? No, it's actually a pretty balmy uh, nine degrees here today, so <laughs> oh. I can't, can't say it's too bad. I literally had the thought leaving the gym, it the words came out of my mouth. Oh, it's pretty nice out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because it wasn't negative 10. Yeah. And I felt like such an idiot because it was still, it was still so cold that my car made a really gross sound when it turned on. Yeah. Like, yep. It, I have never heard, it sounded like, you know, when people straight pipe their cars and it's super obnoxious, mm-hmm. that's what my car sounded like when I turned it on today. <laughs> yeah. And to the point where I like looked around to see if someone obnoxious had turned on their rice mobile at the exact same time <laughs> that I had. Yeah. And it scared me so bad that I like turned my car off and was like, oh no, something's wrong with my car. But I still don't know what what's wrong with it. But it's just the cold. Uh, it's probably the cold made a crack somewhere. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh, but. ours, when I start mine, it goes, and then it'll turn on. Yeah. It really does not want to get going. Yeah. It's, uh, make sure you warm up your, warm up your cars before you go places. It is a, we've been in the negatives so much. Like we're so, like it says it feels like negative 17 degrees right now. Yeah. That they're doing the power outage waves for us here in Nebraska. Yeah, they're doing that here too. Oh, really? We have not gotten it yet, knock on wood. Uh, yeah, that'd be unfortunate if that happened while we're doing this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I walked out of the bedroom and I was like, why is it so cold? And Stefan was like, we had to turn the heat off. Otherwise, they're going to cut our power. And I was like, oh, so we all have to work together for the greater good to keep our heat down so we don't get our power shut off. I think we're going to figure out how this goes. Yeah, you're going to get your power shut off. (laughs) That is the thing. Like, we got that email too, and I turned our heat down. And then I was like, I bet you I'm the only one that turned my heat down. Yeah. And I'm like... On the flip side of that coin, if everybody did it and I decided not to, would it really hurt? <laughs> but if everybody you know? thinks that way. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're a like a lower, oh my gosh, the word is. Ground floor. Thank you. Uh, so do you like, because being on the third floor, you wouldn't get all that extra heat, right? Or is heat rises, I guess. The third floor would get like warmer. Um, Theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. We don't yeah, have it's that. pretty cold. It's pretty cold in our apartment. And I'm learning I <clears throat> this is our first winter here in this apartment, so it could be part of that, but I think because it's so cold, I have learned where all the drafts are mm-hmm. and there are a lot more of them than I thought there was. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, ours. I was I was standing by our our door that goes out to the patio and I just like realized that if I push in the right spot, the snow was like coming in. Oh. And I was like, dude, this is like open. (laughs) (laughs) 
door may as well not be here. <laughs> yeah. That's how um, so. our kitchen goes right out to the garage and it is probably 10 degrees colder in the kitchen than it is in the living room just because it shares yep. that wall. So like all week to work out, we've been having to run the heater all day in the garage to work out in the evening. And we yeah. just didn't even, I just worked out in the kitchen today because I was like, there's no way it's going to catch up. It would have to be running right. 24 seven to even make a dent. So yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. It's, it is. Uh, it's pretty cold. Yeah. Can't can't really do anything. Can't. Yeah. Would, another reason to be, not leave the house. It wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the wind, though, right? Yep. <laughs> it's great when the sun's out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it tends to be colder when there's no clouds. Why? Because of insulation. The cloud layer can insulate. Google it. I don't, I never know when to believe you. That seems sus. I had a science teacher in high school tell me, if there are no clouds, the energy from the ground just goes up, up, and away. (laughs) Whenever it's a clear night, you can see lots of stars and there's nothing to trap all the infrared energy. So it's lost Uh, to space and we feel cold. Actually, that is why Death Valley is so hot. Because it's in a canyon or like it's in a valley, Death Valley. Um, and it's surrounded by mountains, which create a valley again. And yeah. the hot air has nowhere to escape. So it just keeps cycling over and over. And then when the sun comes out, it gets like I've never Baked. felt that hot before. <clears throat> yeah. So I think this cloud thing is probably more applicable when the sun is not out. So I'm partially right, but. And I cannot wait for summer. Like, so Nessie, our dog, uh, she does this thing where she follows the sunlight in our room, like house and just lays in it. So she like migrates with yeah. the sun. And I have been having to do that since the heat has to be off. <laughs> I just keep my feet in the sun right next <clears throat> to her and we just like move around the house. Why don't you just put your feet under her? It's probably warmer. Yeah, because then she's like, she like does this thing where she like wants to be like me to rubber belly and she's just like Uh-oh. rolling around trying to get me to like rubber belly. And I'm like, girlfriend, you need to just, that's not what we're doing. We're in survival mode <laughs> right now. Yeah. This is about me, not you. Yeah. So. Like she's fine. She likes outside when it's cold. Like she, right. like she comes in covered in snow cause she like burrows through the snow. Mm. She's a crazy dog. Dog things. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's something else I was going to say. What were we just talking about? The sun. The cold. Oh, I was just going to say I hate summer. So I, I don't know. I can't decide which one I hate more. I hate this more, way more. Yeah, I guess it is nice to go to the pool when it's super hot out at least. Yeah, like, okay, winter sucks because I hate the snow. It makes everything so much more inconvenient. Mm-hmm. I hate like going anywhere because you're like, okay, better bunt. Like you're not going to go walk through Target with 15 layers of clothes on. Your car takes forever to heat up. It's mm-hmm. slippery out. The amount of videos I've seen of people cracking their heads open because they slip and fall. <laughs> I'm just like, though. I just <clears throat> like, yeah, it is. Winter is a lot more inconvenient in the snow and everything. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I feel like it's really at, it's like compounding what I was already feeling with COVID. Like I was getting to that point where I was like, if I can just make it to May, it's like four months away. I can do this. I can get, I can just sit outside all day. And now I'm like, what? (sighs) Yeah. It's just excessive. Like if it was (laughs) like 30 degrees, I'd be fine. Honestly. But it's, it just hits different when it's negative. You know, it literally knocks the wind out of you when you go out the first time. Yes. The only good part about it is I have an excuse to wear um, my winter clothes, which is my favorite style. That's true. I hate the summer because like I, anything I wear, I just sweat in. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can like layer up and bundle and wear a dope coat and that kind of thing. So yeah. anyway, that's probably the only pro, I suppose. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, in other news, I forgot the word dehydrated. So I said I was underwatered. So that's my week. Uh, underwatered, <laughs> not underwater. No, I was underwatered instead of dehydrated, but we got there. That's probably a side effect of dehydration. Yeah. But, uh, bad vocabulary. Yeah. Isn't that how else. you would, how you would describe a plant though? Yeah. Underwatered. We're all just plants. So, yeah, I mean, did you skip your shower that day too? <laughs> My shower. <laughs> I mean, that's like the human equivalent of watering a plant, I feel like, because you're dumping water on it. <laughs> uh, Maybe. I don't know. I hydrated my plant today. <laughs> he was looking sad. Yeah. Lauren came in the other day and she was like uh, looking at it and I was like, I think it's plant cruelty, right? She was like, why? (laughs) And I was like, because I'm doing just enough to keep it alive. String it along. Not not enough to really let it live. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm just keeping it from, I'm just keeping it from dying. I'm not keeping it alive. That's how I feel day to day. Yeah, but I'm doing it to something. So I feel like it's, (laughs) would it be more humane for me just to let it die? No, give it to somebody. That will well, take, it was given to me. I'll take it. By our mother. So I feel like I have to keep it alive. You need to let that baby thrive. That's an easy plant too that she gave you. I have what the is, same one. Okay. How many times do you water it? I water it like She once told a week. me to water it once a week and I do that. And it is sad. It oh. does not like the water that I give it. Do you soak it when you water it? I just like take a glass and till the soil's damp. Oh, I soak mine. And it's happy. But I've killed plants by overwatering them too. So like, how do you know how much water to give a plant? Once you overwater it, I feel like it's done. Like I have never been able to recover a plant from an overwater situation. You just, I've revived some dry plants, but (laughs) no, it get, it's, it's, I've tried that. I've nursed all my plants back to health. I'm happy for you. This is like a really, (laughs) this is going to get me really upset. So we should probably move on. Okay. It's like of all the things that I'm good at, I can't keep a freaking plant alive. Yeah. They're pretty testy. Pisses me off. Yeah. That's why I can't get a dog. Dogs are way easier. They whine. Plants don't whine. They just, they just go. It stares at me judgingly. I can feel it watching me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I see it every day. Did you know plants take on the energy that you give? That's probably why it's so pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it does look like it. 
doesn't believe in itself. <laughs> Give off a lot of those vibes in this room. Oh my gosh. So this week, anyway, <laughs> we're talking about a hodgepodge of uh, more gym stuff. Yeah, it might get spicy too, so buckle in. Yeah, when Eat I was writing my ready. notes, I had to take a breather. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I feel like this might be one of those cathartic ones that are just for us. But Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so the episode is mostly, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but mostly just like things that we find odd about the fitness industry right now. Yeah. Health and fitness industry probably. Yeah. Um, should we just, I'll just go. I'll just get into it. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You looked like you had something you wanted to say. No, I I was just preparing. Okay. Um, thank you for everyone who is like however many episodes into this podcast for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> you'd think that we've, we would have figured out how to do it by now, but we still trip over our transitions just like it was day one. It so. makes, it makes it good. <laughs> you know, it's just like we're shooting from the hip every single time. Yeah. That's, that's definitely the vibe that we're going for. That's what we're trying to do <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so the first thing I wanted to talk about here, um, I don't, I don't even remember when the last gym episode we did was, um, before the holidays, maybe. Anyway, uh, I said some things about influencers that I feel like I need to redeem myself a little bit because okay. I feel like the point that I was trying to make did not land as well as I was hoping to. I think it, I think it came off as if I was very anti fitness influencer yeah, and like anti people doing that at all. Um, I want to go on record and say that if you want to be a, an influencer, a fitness influencer or whatever kind of influencer, um, go for it. I support you. Give it hell. Like do it well. Get that coin. Get that coin. Yeah. If you can actually make money doing stuff like that, then honestly, I'm jealous. More power to you. Mm -hmm. What I was trying to say <clears throat> and the point that I was trying to make was please just don't do it at my expense <laughs> or at the inconvenience of everybody else around you in the gym. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're going, if you're, if the platform that you're working with or whatever requires you to have videos or pictures of you actively working out, maybe don't do that at the gym at a one, a, an always busy gym. Already. Like at noon. A corporate gym. You yeah. Know, there's always a lot of people there. And two, at a peak time. Mm -hmm. And three, with like your entourage following you around taking videos. <laughs> like I have, I literally have nothing wrong with people taking videos of themselves at the gym. I do it all the time. There's mm -hmm. a purpose for it, right? And even if it's for that purpose of self-promotion, fine, whatever. But like when you have, I'm not even kidding you two or three like tripods set up at stations <laughs> and like someone like panning a camera around and like you're in the walkway and just generally taking up a lot of space and mm -hmm. in the way at a peak time in the gym. That to me is a problem. Mm -hmm. So just don't do that. Like, like I, I feel like there's a right and a wrong way to do it just like anything. And yeah. that is a wrong way. Like, and I also, I also don't know if, and, you know, I'm not a fitness influencer, so if there's any listening, you can correct me. But I kind of feel like your actual workout doesn't have to be the one that you 
video. No. You know, like why can't you get your own workout in and then just like wholesale (laughs) film and record a bunch of content? Yep. You know, why do you have to do it on a daily basis? Yeah. So like if it were me, I would go to the gym. I'd find a gym that's open at weird times, like a 24-hour gym. Yep. That is still like aesthetic or whatever Whatever these people care about. Yeah. You know, and go at a time when there's no one there and just do my content, create my content then. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever movements you want to do. You can change your clothes. You can, you know, Mm -hmm. do everything Mm -hmm. when there's no one else there. And uh, no one has to know what day it was that you recorded or took the pictures, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I feel like I would be distracted trying to work out, like get my actual workout in while also thinking of like, okay, well, what's the shot list? What, what content do I also need? Like it's, you're not getting, you're not getting a good workout at that point. So to me, I would try to like decouple the things. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just me. And that's, that's really all I was trying to say. about. I don't think you need to apologize because there are plenty of accounts on TikTok that make fun of fitness influencers. Like we all know that like that sucks. Like you suck if you're an influencer. (laughs) When I was hiking, there's so many travel influencers or like lifestyle influencers that are like taking up my space and time to get this beautiful shot to make it look like you were the only one there, but you backed up a hundred people on this like narrow trail. (laughs) Right. But we all know that if we were getting the same type of bag that they are, we would do it. Like nobody's like, oh my gosh, these influencers, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, I would love to get paid to just pose or online or like review stuff or work out or whatever. It's like the dream. Yeah. But like you're all, we, it's a joke. Like, like it's a meme. It's a, it's a thing that people like poke fun at as these influencers online because it's a very stereotyped thing. So I don't think you need to apologize. I think everybody knows where you're coming from. I hope so. I just, I felt weird about it. Um, I just wanted to clarify, but so how I want to tie that into what we're talking about today is I feel like the only real problem with the fitness influencer thing is that I think a lot of people see it and are like, I could do that. Like I could take pictures of myself working out and get rich and famous or whatever. Mm -hmm. But these are people that are starting from like zero in Mm -hmm. like, starting from go at fitness, yeah, you know? And I think that there's a problem when your fitness journey is for the sake of trying to become an influencer. Yeah. So like, I, I totally understand. Like, I'm not trying to say that that's what all these people are doing. And if you're in the gym taking pictures of yourself, like I'm not saying that that's your, your only reason for being in the gym, right? I will never know what someone's actual intentions or priorities are. Mm-hmm. But I would just encourage everyone who is thinking about giving it a go at the fitness influencer thing, like ask yourself why? Yeah. Like if you're already super into fitness and it's not going to be like this huge change for you, like you already are wearing that, those clothes all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like um, then fine. Like that's not a major lifestyle change for you. The only difference is you're going to be taking a lot more pictures probably. <laughs> yeah. But if you're someone that's just like looking for something to do and thinking, ah, you know, I've been wanting to work out and I also think I want to be famous on Instagram. Yeah. Why don't I just be a fitness influencer? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have a really hard time because one, not only are you going to hate working out, 
but you're also going to hate yourself like pretty quickly. I feel yep. like because you're going to the the self comparison is going to be a rough road. I yeah, feel like yeah. So, so that's my thing about fitness. Uh, I think it's a good thing, the influencer thing. Like I like I said, I have no problem with it, but. I think it can get kind of hairy just tying into some of the stuff we talked about in our social media episode a couple weeks ago too. Like when that becomes the only reason that you do anything is, and it becomes a source of comparison and anxiety. It's probably not super great. So yeah. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. I've been following like more, inf- uh, I shouldn't say more. I've been getting more influencers on my like TikTok of like people yeah. working out. And okay, this something I realized. Are this. they are they like actual influencers or like up and comers? I mean, they have like three hundred thousand followers. Okay, so like, would would you that say means, that's an but- influencer? I don't really, um, when do you categorize someone as an influencer? I feel like I categorize someone as an influencer when they're being paid to promote Mm -hmm. products. Okay. You know, like I, or maybe not even being paid, but they're being given products, you know, based on their influence. That's Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's a number of followers that qualifies you as an influencer. Cause I know people, I know of people that have like, in the 10,000 follower range or more that don't actively work with brands or don't, you know, have, so I wouldn't call them influencers. I just call them really good at Instagram (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Instagrammers. You know, but if, if like your account is promoting products and those products were provided to you, are you being compensated or in some way, then you're an influencer. Yeah. That's my, that's my take. Okay. Um, so I guess maybe they are influencers then because I don't think they necessarily get paid to post. They just have a big following. Yeah. But there's something that really weirds me out about people being from Nebraska that have like 300,000 followers. Why? I don't know why. I tried to figure it out. <laughs> but like I... um like this girl, I started following her and I had no idea she was from Nebraska. I just started following her because she had good like meal prep videos. Yeah. And then she had a like a Nebraska sweatshirt on. And I was like, that's super random. Like people don't just wear it like it's like Duke or like, you know, California <laughs> <Okay>. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so then I went to her profile and she said like Omaha based. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is so weird. That is like so re- maybe it was weird because I didn't know to begin with. And then she ended up being from like Omaha. Okay. Yeah. But I'm like, it's not like you're an influencer in like Kansas city or like Chicago or like what's a, what's a big city in Minnesota. I'm not helping you out here. (laughs) Do you know it? A big city in Minnesota. Yeah. That one with this, with the mall. Yeah. Okay. You have like reason to influence people, (laughs) but like, what? But people from Omaha don't. But like, what are you doing in Omaha? Like, you're not influencing 300,000 people across the country about Omaha or well, Lincoln. More, like, I know someone from Lincoln who has like a big following too. And I'm like, why? What are you doing well, in like Lincoln that people think is interesting? Being an influencer. 
There's a lot of people in Omaha. There's more than 300,000 people in Omaha. But like in, okay, just in Nebraska in general, like I'm like, I live here too. So I don't know uh-huh. what you're influencing about my city. Like you can't be like, oh, hit up Abe's today. Okay, yes. but not, influ- not influencers are local. <laughs> like they don't, not all influencers do that about like local restaurants and <laughs> just stuff. Just saying like. It's just about having, it's just about being on the internet. It doesn't matter where you live. I mean, I don't know. Something about it just really, it's like seeing your teacher outside of school, you know? Okay. And you're just like. I kind of get what you're saying because I entered a contest as I often do. Mm-hmm. That is um, like one of your guilty pleasures. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I entered a contest a few weeks ago and someone from Nebraska won. And for Ooh. some reason I had that thought. Yeah. You know, it's like a national contest. I oh, had that yeah. thought of like, wow, that's super weird that someone yeah. from Nebraska would win. Their odds were just as good as anyone else. I know. <laughs> you know. I don't know what it is. I think it's because somehow it seems more attainable. Maybe. If it's from your home state, you're like, oh, I could have won. Yeah. But that's literally not how it works. Yeah. I just like this other girl, she like has like 15,000 followers or whatever. She got into some heat, some Oof. pretty bad uh, social media drama. And I only mm. found out about it because other people were talking about it. And I was like, ooh, who's this? And I found out mm-hmm. she's from Omaha. And I'm like, if people from not from Nebraska that I follow are talking about you, that is weird to me. <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know why it's weird. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why you think it's weird either. The internet is a big place. The internet is a big place, but Nebraska is not. I say I stand by that statement. <laughs> I feel Nebraska like- <laughs> is a big small town. I live in Lincoln and there's people that are from like North Platte and like freaking all the way into the corners of Nebraska that will know somebody that I know. Yeah. So don't I I just like I don't know what it is. It I'm really like weirds me out like it like weirds me out like What was that? Do you hear that too? Yeah. I don't know what that was. A banshee. That was weird. It was the Lord saying, you're right. It is weird. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would follow someone from Nebraska. If the Lord makes that kind of sound, then <laughs> he's got an interesting sense of humor. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you find out that an actor is from your from your state or something. Like Paul Rudd is from Kansas City. Or like... Adam Levine is from Omaha. Yeah. That is so weird. Or like Gabrielle Union is from Omaha. That is so weird. That is so weird. Yeah. Mm. That's why she always comes to the Husker games with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know if she was from, from Omaha or she just like lived there for a while or. I believe so. Okay. It's like one of our cool things. And Warren Buffett. It's like our only cool fact. Those two. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. So well, we're not this. here to talk about Nebraskan influencers. Just we were just talking about influencers. So it was just my fun fact about influencers and how it weirds me out. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for contributing. You're welcome. Um, so the next thing that I wanted to talk about, <laughs> I feel like this 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 might get me riled up. So rein me in. Okay. We've got another topic after this. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a way to put this lightly. I think I'm just going to have to say it. Um, I just think there's a lot it. of a lot of bullshit trainers 
yes. in the fitness game right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is, you know, I, I haven't been in the fitness world pre-internet, pre-Instagram, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this has always been a thing of people just kind of like scammy, you know, mm-hmm. hand wavy stuff, making you feel like you need them to be mm-hmm. successful or whatever. I, it's It has to have been a thing for forever. But I feel like the internet has made it worse, just like the internet makes a lot of things worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm noticing, one, I'm noticing that I'm not putting together thoughts very well tonight. <laughs> But two, I'm noticing on Instagram that there are, are a lot of uh, trainers that use Instagram as their platform for marketing, which mm-hmm. totally fine. Like I said, I'm, I'm fine with self-promotion on Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever. But I feel like their training style, their fundamental training style is catered toward what people would think is interesting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I think there's like this group or demographic of people that are really attracted to like trendy, like movements or things that they've never seen before Mm -hmm. or things that seem quote unquote, seem really innovative. Mm -hmm. And it's the um, trick, the new movement that's, it's going to make it easier to lose weight or whatever. And I think there's a a sect of trainers that (sighs) maybe they're smart or whatever, but I think there's a group of people that are capitalizing on this sort of um, ignorance, I guess, mm-hmm. of people that are looking for trainers or, or whatever. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think people are becoming trainers knowing that they can make a lot of money off of stupid people or off yeah. of people that um, are self-conscious or you know have tried a lot of things and don't know what to do next or um, are just generally not aware of like not informed enough to know what an effective training program looks like. So Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say off of stupid people, but just off of uninformed Mm -hmm. people. And I think the stupid people fall into a specific category of those who are like not at all willing to try to learn anything on their own. Right. Yeah. Um, So like the capitalist in me says good for these people for Mm -hmm. identifying a market, a way to make money, whatever, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that. Yeah. There's a bigger part of me that thinks like, how could I sleep at night knowing that I'm raking in the dough from all these people that are paying me to just like make up movements that they can do on a BOSU ball. And because Mm -hmm. it's difficult, they think it's a, they think this people don't understand the difference between difficult and effective. Like just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's effective or that it's like good for you at all, you know, but there's people that think just because a workout is hard, that means it must be doing something. And there are yeah. trainers that will tell you that so that you will keep coming to their super difficult, challenging, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, workouts and paying them a lot of money to do this. And you don't get anything out of it really other than being able to put it on Instagram, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that bothers me about like, trainers that I'm seeing now are the ones that aren't really making an effort to teach people fundamental concepts yeah. core concepts. Like ideally if I was a personal trainer and I know I would not be a good one <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but this is one of the main reasons is that I would hope that eventually you would get to a point 
as my client that you wouldn't need me anymore. Like yeah. that would be my job well done. Right? Yeah. Meaning that I will have taught you enough about like how to set up your diet, how to like what things to look for in a workout program, how to do specific movements so that you don't need me standing there coaching you the whole time Yeah. to the point where you'd be confident to go at it on your own because that's what I feel like a fitness journey should be. Like it's a very personal thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, um, the fitness industry as a whole operates on this concept of ambiguity. Mm -hmm. They, it just operates on people thinking it's this giant mystical magic trick, you know? Yeah. And this is beyond just trainers, but like the supplement industry is really bad about this. You know, mm -hmm. like they have super roided out people that are highly enhanced physiques mm -hmm. saying that the only thing they take are these supplements. Mm -hmm. And then people being the sheep that they are. And I've, I have fallen for this multiple times of like, well, if that guy's taking it and he looks like that, if I take it long enough, maybe I'll look like that too. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's an easy trap to fall into, especially if you're at a point where you're like emotionally tied to looking a certain way or whatever. Um, so like I have a few friends that they like go to these trainers and they pay a lot of money to go to these in-person trainers. And every time they, they go like the trainer posts some video of them on Instagram as like part of their portfolio or whatever. Yeah. And everything they're doing is ridiculous like something I have <laughs> never seen before and like I'm not trying to sound like I'm an expert or that I should be that I would be a good personal trainer I already know I wouldn't be but I feel like there's something to be said about like if you're doing movements that you've never seen anybody else do yeah and this guy your trainer is like some 20 year old fresh out of online training certificate school or you know <laughs> whatever like that's a red flag for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I know it can be hard if you're new to fitness and you don't really know, you don't really know what to look for. Right. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. But at a certain point, like I feel like you can tell if something is just kind of like, if it just kind of feels made up. Yeah. It probably is to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. You can cut me off at any time. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying okay. I'm sick of seeing <laughs> I'm sick of seeing people do ridiculous shit on Instagram because some trainer that they're paying $70 an hour Whoa. is telling them to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And if if you point blank asked the guy or girl why? Mm -hmm. Like what's the point of this? They may or may not be able to give you an actual response to that question. I just always think of like um True Life. Do you remember the show True Life? Yeah. I watched the episode where um it was like True Life, I want to be like a fitness. It wasn't influencer at the time cuz obviously True Life was like <laughs> early OOs. Right. I can't remember what the word was, like fitness model maybe. And basically that's what they said. Like they do these ridiculous bodybuilding cutting diets to then go model for like supplements or right. workout like the like a Bowflex thing right. was what he was modeling for and you tell people I got this fit by working out this way and ever since I've watched that any commercial that I see that says that or like I'm just like nope no you didn't and you can tell there's absolutely no way 
And yeah. fun fact for anybody who cares, uh, my one year of marketing school, they did confirm that they get a before model and an after model. Like it's not the same person. <laughs> oh, it's never. Yeah, it's never the same person. Yeah. So most like, of those like fitness models, like the bodies that they have, take years and years. Yeah. To develop. So you're gonna yeah. try to tell me that this guy just got yacked off of a Bowflex that is just now coming out? Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. But it's hard. Like I, I understand that it's hard if you don't know right. what to look for. And there's even if you try pretty hard to look for good information, there's a lot of bad information out there. So yeah. I'm not saying like there's a golden solution here. Like I get a lot of stuff on off of Instagram. I get a lot of inspiration off of it and a lot of good knowledge off of it. Mm -hmm. But I also get a lot of good knowledge about what not to do. So yeah. it does just kind of take time. And I'm not trying to say you shouldn't hire a personal trainer because I think it's a great way to get started. But I think if you're going to be, if you're going to get a trainer, whether it be online or in person or whatever, we did an episode about this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, you should be open to the idea of shopping around for one mm -hmm. and like finding a good fit. And if the, if they're not teaching you like fundamental concepts um, or they're using a lot of jargon stuff that like you have to go to the dictionary to look up, yeah, <laughs> like really, really scientific jargon, it's probably a sign that they don't actually really know what they're doing. Um, yeah. Like, like I said, it's not good business practice, but I feel like a trainer should be in the game of like, okay, there's a point where this person won't need me anymore. Yeah. You know, like you should be preparing them for that, not not holding them back so that they feel like they need you to keep paying yeah. you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my, and I think like the group training thing is a completely different thing. Like there are a lot of group classes that like couldn't operate without a trainer. And I think right. there are a lot yeah. of, like group-based classes that are really, really effective and um, like really fundamentally sound. So, um, you know, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of really terrible trainers out there and it pisses me off because <laughs> fitness is such a personal thing to me. Like mm -hmm. I'm so pa passionate about it that it bothers me a lot to see people like just like scheming basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. That's my rant. I it's almost going. like the like, yeah, like the new age of like scam artists because yeah, you could literally like, you could have worked hard for like your physique. Like, like I know you work really hard and then you could just like turn around and just like write some like program and market it right and say like, this will work for everybody. You'll lose four if you in four weeks and like have some like, a few case studies that like were successful, but like, right. Then you can just say, well, you know, results may vary. You never know. Yeah. Like that. And I think, I think that's a thing too. Like I've, I've noticed that a lot of ex athletes become personal yes. trainers. I was just going to say that cro a lot of CrossFit athletes are doing it. Mm -hmm. Because they look fine. great. Like that's, it's you, you are, when you're a personal trainer to a certain level, for better or for worse, your physique is your billboard, right? Yeah. Is your advertisement. So like, which is unfortunate because there are some personal trainers that are actually really knowledgeable mm -hmm. and know what they're talking about that look terrible because they, I shouldn't say terrible because that's subjective, but they don't look all that in shape, right? Because, they don't look like a professional athlete. Right. Yeah. Or like some of the ones that I've seen are actually, they actually look like 
dweebs, like no <laughs> yeah. muscle tone or whatever. But yeah. they, you know, they they're just really book smart about it and could mm-hmm. actually like get you to where you want to be. But they just hadn't been in it long enough to get there themselves. Yeah. But I would I would imagine that they get less clients than mm-hmm. the people that look the part. Yeah. Meaning like the super jacked guy or the super fit girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And the problem I have with that is you there's always the possibility that that person did it right, you know, or had really good mentors, really good coaches, and they actually know what they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. There's also always the risk that that person is genetically, has favorable genetics. And a lot of times when you're in organized sports, like high school sports, college sports, even professional sports, like someone is telling you exactly what to do all the time. So you don't ever have to worry about the why. You just have to worry about the what. Mm -hmm. So you get to this level of physique or performance without actually, and really to no fault of their own, like not keeping track of all the steps that got you there. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, you can totally just turn around and like wholesale prescribe these like cookie cutter workouts and say- This is more or less what I did, even though it's yeah. not. And people will be like, okay, cool. Well, that's, I'm going to look like, you know, this ex NFL player or this ex college <laughs> football player because I'm going to do four sets of 10 bench press once a week or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, which it's not how you get there. So, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Bothers me a lot. <laughs> I'm trying, can you tell I'm trying like not to say anything offensive? Yeah, but like, why? I don't know. I just, I'm afraid that, uh, like, some personal trainer is going to come beat me up after saying all this. Well, but, you did really good because I'm about ready to dive deep into the hole. Okay. Well, let's move on. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting like, I don't like being in the spotlight too much. You're getting shy. Yeah. Stage I've, fright. I've said my piece. <laughs> okay. So, my issue. Uh, has nothing to do with either of those things, but I feel like it's still in the same like space. Yeah. So um, I don't even know how to transition into it because I feel like it's like the second cousin of this. It, it is kind of opposite in an odd way. It's, it's opposite, like but the still same. still in the like influencer Instagram world though. This but, is more on the health, the health side of health and fitness. I yeah. Think. So... It's the body positive movement and just stick with me. Yeah. Cause everybody's it's not that, already <laughs> clicking out. It's not that the body positive movement itself is what makes me upset. So yeah. pull my bra up my, I have gained 40 pounds through quarantine. I was training like an athlete like a professional athlete at the beginning of 2020 for an Ironman. And I don't know if you know that because I talk about it all the time because it's my one claim to fame. You used to talk about it all the time. You haven't talked about it in a while. It's because I'm depressed about it. (laughs) So I, right when 2020 started, like right into March, I was peaking for my race in June. So I was going to, I was going to peak in March and then come down and then do another like cycle back up in June. And I felt amazing. I felt the best I ever felt. Quarant- like literally March hit and it, I was like, okay, I can't like obviously do this. So instead I just started binge drinking and eating mm. everything in sight because I hadn't been able to do that for a year. Mm-hmm. And I put 40 pounds on, which is where we're at. 
we're worse than. <laughs> and so I'm now in this sphere of that's my goal is to lose weight. It's not uh-huh. to like train anymore. It's just to like lose my quarantine 500. 40. Quarantine 40. <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, isn't Spanish for quarantine like cuarenta? I don't know. Alexa, what is Spanish for 40? Cuarenta. Yep. Quarantine cuarenta. Cool. That's my new hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah. So I, whatever. That's just the preface for all of this. Okay. I want people to know that like losing weight is not inherently a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like to want to lose weight is not a bad thing. Like I think people, okay. (laughs) Speaking very generally, but yeah, just whatever. Um, but people associate with lose wanting to lose weight as like not loving yourself or like loving your body. And I want to go on record and say that you can do both. They're not mutually exclusive. I come from a place of being extremely sick when I was in high school. I was in the hospital a lot because I was passing out and I could not function. Like my body physically was not functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. I now am in a place that I can love my body and appreciate it because it like keeps me going. Cause I've been mm-hmm. in a place where it doesn't. And after being training for an Ironman, I appreciate what my body is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. But where I'm at now does not reflect what my body is capable of doing. It doesn't function correctly. I feel like crap. My freaking knees hurt like I'm 80 and my back hurts and right. my, my emotional and mental health is not great either. So like to love myself, I need to be moving. Mm-hmm. Even like, I'm not even saying like, I have to be like six pack abs, Sarah. Like I've never been that person. I've never had right. abs before. That doesn't mean that I love myself less because of it. That's what the body positive movement is. Right. You're not worth or valued more because you're skinny. Mm-hmm. And I say skinny like a straight size person. And I know like people... Um, who are skinny are like, well, we have like issues too, but like you're <laughs> the, you have, you have, um, what's the word privileges that fat people or obese people do not have. Mm. And you can function through life with representation in movies and in media. Your doctor mm. is not going to say that your sickness is because of your weight, which has happened to me. I go in and say, I'm like, oh my gosh, my, cause I have a heart condition. Oh my gosh, my heart is blah, 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 blah. My doctor's like, well, maybe you should lose weight. Like, bitch, that is not it. I'm going to freaking tell you right now because yeah. I've been on medication for 10 years. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not because of my weight. Yeah. Um, the body positive movement was meant to establish like that just because you are fat or overweight doesn't mean that like you deserve less care from right. like a physician or humans in general being mean to you. Right. Like you would never go online. And if someone's being annoying, you'd never be like, you're skinny and ugly. (laughs) No, you'd say you're fat and ugly. It's supposed to be like, (laughs) it's supposed to be a diss. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like when, when, especially males talk to a female that they're mad at, they're like, well, you're fat anyways. It's like, okay. Yeah. And 
Like no guy is coming <laughs> up to a girl. What kind of are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, yeah, I get you it. know, or if you're at a bar and some guy hits on you and you're like, no thanks. And they're like, well, you're fat and ugly anyway. I didn't want your number. It's like, you would never say, okay, yeah, well, you're actually really skinny and fit. Like, okay. Yeah. They Anyways, might. it'd be a weird burn. <laughs> Really I'm just, you know, I, really what I'm trying to do is uh, not try to discount the struggles that everybody has. Right? No, everybody has. And that's not, <clears throat> I understand struggles are that. Different and yes. Not everyone can understand everybody else's struggles. Right. Yes. But I am also going to say it's like saying I, as a female, have been like discriminated against because I'm a female, but I will mm-hmm. never understand what it's like to be discriminated because of my color. Right. So it's like you still understand, but it's like it's not anywhere near the same. Yeah, everybody yeah, it's all different. So anyways. Um, the other thing about when people want to lose weight, I'm gonna circle all back, but just we're, we're here, here with now. You. We're on the ride. Um I've noticed that when I tell people like, oh, I can't like I'm not having I can't have that cookie, I'm trying to lose weight. They're like, Why? You're so beautiful. And that's like when you ask if a guy is cute and they say, well, he's really funny. It's like, so no, yeah, no, he's not then. So they're not mutually exclusive. Like being fat and being beautiful can relate together Mm -hmm. because when you say that you're insinuating that being skinny and beautiful, like are the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's okay to like recognize that that person wants to lose weight. Like if I said, oh, I right. want to lose weight and they're like, why? You're beautiful. It's okay to just be like, oh, that's awesome. Like good for you for being like disciplined. And that's not you saying, <clears throat> that's not you saying, yeah, about, that's a good choice for about you. About time, Sarah, yeah. your jeans are it's ripping. Not, it's not you saying, yeah, you are pretty fat. You should lose some weight. It's just yeah. you being supportive. Like Exactly. So like it's okay if someone wants to look like different and feel better about themselves, especially if they're doing it in a healthy and positive way. Exactly. Like if you found out that they're like, Oh, I want to lose weight and they were like not eating, then maybe be like, why are you, why are you doing this? This is concerning, but yeah, (laughs) like, come on. I, I know I look different than I did when I was training nine times a week. That's just like a fact that I'm going to be heavier than I was then. Mm -hmm. I'm working Mm -hmm. out, maybe four times a week if I'm lucky. Right. So. And at a very different intensity level too. Yes. At that. Yes. And the other thing that I've noticed, and I just thought of this yesterday, nobody had an issue when I lost 40 pounds when I was training and people were praising me about like how good I looked. Yeah. And like how fit I was. And they were like, oh my gosh, I wish I could blah, blah, blah. I wish I could do that. You look so great. But like the mentality shifts when it's like, that's my focus. Right. You know, it's like, and the same thing happened when I was in high school, I was on um, seizure medicine, which I was not having seizures. So my body was like, what's going on? (laughs) And um, I was just like vomiting constantly and like couldn't eat. So I lost a ton of weight. And I remember in (laughs) what? I said naturally. Naturally, yeah. In high school, um, the first day of my senior year, my jean shorts couldn't stay up. So my friends had to take their hair ties and like 
jerry rig a belt <laughs> for me. Yeah. Because like that's how quickly I was losing weight like day to day. But people were like, oh my gosh, you look so good or blah, blah, mm. blah. Asked what I was doing to lose weight. And it was like I was sick. Yeah. You know, but then it's like now that I'm wanting to lose weight, it's like a sh- you're like shamed for it kind of. And it's like, well, you should just love your body. Like mm-hmm. I can love my body with fitness. I can love my body with eating correctly and mm-hmm. feeling good, moving my body and not just existing. Like there's like there's people that are not in the same space as me. They are totally comfortable in how they look and they don't want to lose weight. And th- that is amazing. Yeah. And that is their right. But I don't feel that way. <laughs> Right. So let me live. Let me breathe. Yeah. And and, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head when, actually, I don't know if you explicitly said it, but when you alluded (laughs) to like not tying your self-worth to the thing, but that doesn't mean that having a goal is wrong. Right. Right. Like I can have any goal I want and that doesn't mean that I'm going to hate myself if I am, don't have that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah. I think it's such a bizarre thing. And I've had, I've had similar experiences, like obviously, like I, like we said before, I don't know your experiences and I can't really relate to any, like everybody specifically, but I can at least relate to like when you tell someone that you have a goal Mm -hmm. and they kind of roll their eyes at you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like me being, me being a pretty lean person, and I have muscle, you know, whatever. Um, when I tell <laughs> when I tell someone that I'm trying to cut a few pounds or whatever, I am almost a hundred percent of the time faced with an eye roll or a mm-hmm. or a dude. You look so much better than I do. Why would you like you know mm-hmm. this like this basically saying you're an idiot? Why would you do that? You already look better than me, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's like it never goes away. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I, I can't understand, I can't understand it. Like I was at um, dinner with some friends the other day and obviously I was eating like an animal there because I have no self-control and there's like bottomless pasta in front of me. But someone asked me what my current goal is. And I ironically for the situation said, Oh yeah, I'm trying to lose like five or 10 pounds. Cause I, I honest, I gained a lot of weight during quarantine too. A lot, you know, by my standards. Uh, I gained like 20 pounds, I think, um, all in. Cool. Um, but you know, I said, I was trying to cut, cut down on some of that weight that I had gained and they all just like, why all looked at me like I was an idiot. You like know? you have three heads. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not in any way saying that like, that I you think, have to, yeah, I'm not saying you have to change anything about what you're doing. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the way that you guys look or, you know, yeah. behave or whatever. I'm just saying that like I, I feel the best mm-hmm. at a certain weight, you know, um, I just want this goal, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that I'm depressed for the way that I look or, or anything, but people have this weird connotation, like you said, of if you admit that you're, that your priority is to, to lose weight, they all go into this this default reaction of thinking that they have to comfort you in some way right? or tell you that you don't need to do that. It's like, yeah, I know I don't need to, like I could happily 
keep chugging Oreos by the sleeve every night, you know, (laughs) like that's a thing that I have done fairly recently or Mm -hmm. eating an entire pizza by myself. Like I'm, that is my, like, I'm super happy doing that kind of thing, (laughs) you know, but it's just not, it's not sustainable. Just like crash dieting and being unhealthy in the other direction is not sustainable. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine to have goals. And I think it's also strange that as a man, if I tell people I'm trying to gain weight, they're like, oh, hell yeah, bro. Get in yeah. there. Get that. You know, <laughs> go pump that yeah. iron. Because that's like the natural thing for guys to do, apparently. But mm-hmm. as soon as you say, no, I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to lean up a little bit. They think that you are like effeminate or like, a, you know, a fitness, yeah. you know, fitness model, which there's nothing wrong with being that. But like wanting to be a swimsuit model or something. Right. It's like, no, I just, you know. Or an underwear model. I just want to. I just want to, man. Get off my back. <laughs> well, it's seriously, it's like, I mean, it's like seeing what you're capable of. Am I capable mm-hmm. of being disciplined for eight weeks? Am I, I mean, you're you're testing your mental strength, your self-control and all these things, your dedication. It helps establish a routine. Like there's so many good things to wanting like maybe just saying I want to lose weight is kind of like broad, but like I function so much better with a routine when I'm eating healthy. That's good mm-hmm. for my health. I don't pass out as much when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. That was my deal with my doctor too. Like I can come off medicine if I treat it with diet and exercise, but I would never tell like explain that entire thing to someone like, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, and then I have Here's to like, chart. Do- <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I think it just also comes from that, like being fat, like, Okay. When I say being fat, that's like relative that like the word fat is not a bad thing. Like Mm -hmm. back to my original point that like you would insult someone with saying that. So like when you tell someone, Oh, I want to lose weight. They're probably thinking like, Oh, I have to make sure they know that I don't think they're fat or like that. You're not fat. Like you're not fat. And it's like, who cares if I am right? That's, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that. I want to, this is the goal. The goal. (sighs) Yeah, they're they're like putting this <laughs> expectation mad. of comparison onto you or something. Or or I don't know if it makes people uncomfortable like oh crap, I think oh, there's crap, some oh, crap. Of th- I think there's some of that. Like I think I think there is this weird um I've even found like I don't always know how to respond to to that mm-hmm. when people when people say no, I'm trying to lose some weight. I don't know the right answer. Like I usually just say, oh, "Okay." You know. Yeah. I don't offer them anything. Because that's all it should be. <laughs> I don't offer them a good for... Because I feel like it's kind of patronizing when they're like, oh, good for you. Yeah. You know, like, why can't it just be a thing? So I just treat it yeah. like a thing. Yeah. But I have always kind of felt weird about it, which I can't really explain. Because I think there are some people that that want the recognition for it. And some people just want, are like me and just want people to say, okay, yeah. I, I see. Yeah. Know. Or stop trying to get me to go get a second plate of food. Amen. Like, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For me, a lot of it is the, like you said, like the mental test. I feel like the times in my life where I feel the most motivated in all areas of my life are the, the times that I'm really dialed in on Mm -hmm. my, on cutting weight. Mm -hmm. Like I can be super dialed in on gaining weight. And I, for some reason, like, cause it's just easier to eat more, just like Uh, eat more indulgent food, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I get this like this habit of uh, being mentally tough, you know, Mm -hmm. in my life. And I think that's an okay thing to want to pursue. 
And damn, I had another point, but I don't, I lost it. You okay, well, while you now. think of it, <laughs> the last one, like last major point I had was, I think it also can be like really invalidating when I tell people if I'm having a really, I struggle a lot with like my self-image and my body weight and mm-hmm. all of that. And I'm very open with it. And, but there are days when it is like debilitating and it is like mm-hmm. trying to crush me and I'll like open up and be like, Oh, I'm having like a bad day. Like I literally feel just like, I don't know how to describe it, but I just feel like every cell in my body feels disgusting or feels swollen, but like that's not real. And people will be like, well, like, but you're like, at least you have good hair or like, at least you don't have to deal with like acne. And like, I would never ever, if someone came to me and said, I'm struggling with like acne scars or like, I'm struggling like, I have like curly hair. My hair's wavy, but like it, that's like a thing. People not understanding how their hair texture works. Right. Um, and that can be really like, you can be really self-conscious about that. If someone came to me and was like, I just, this is really, I'm really anxious about this. I would never be like, but at least you're skinny. Yeah. Like at, at least, least you're, you're <laughs> at least your eyes are pretty. Um, and yeah. I know it's, I know what they're trying to do is to like point out, good things about yourself that like I don't have acne struggles. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, I can be like, yeah, I have, I don't have that struggle, but that doesn't invalidate that feeling of everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just like, you need to be aware that like your words can be very damaging Mm -hmm. in these like, cause like you said, fitness is so personal, right? Someone's ex- reason to want to lose five to 50 pounds, whatever, is so yeah. personal. Mm-hmm. And you're coming to them and saying, nope, you need to just love yourself. Yeah. Like that would, that could be the exact same argument. Okay, stop washing your face then. You just need to love your acne. Right. Why? <laughs> no. Why do I? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not you, like, it's not you saying that everybody needs to do it. Exactly. You're not putting, you're not putting it on anyone else. Like, I think that's where the problem, I think that's where the problem originated and where we can agree that the, the body positivity thing as a concept and in its origination probably is a good thing. Right. Yeah. But the modern version of it is ironically really damaging in a, Mm -hmm. in a way like, Mm -hmm people never feel like they can be open about their goals anymore because yeah. they're going to be faced with this. But you look you look fine as you are. It's okay to just react at like if someone is struggling and they come to you like, hey, I, you know, I, I just really don't feel comfortable in my skin. I feel, you know, uh, to use your example, like I use, I feel really swollen. I feel disgusting. It's okay mm-hmm. to just say like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just to say, I'm sorry you're going through that. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes that's all you have to say. Right. You don't, yeah. you don't have to offer up an alternative thing to be psyched about. Yeah. Because like I'm the same <laughs> way. Like if someone tries to bait and switch me on something else, I'm not going to be like, you know what? You're right. I, yeah. I am lucky that, you know, I have this other thing going for me. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like I am lucky that my hair works well in yeah. this humidity or what I don't know I don't want to just use acne as an like example but but it goes I just know for, that's another big ex- 
struggle people have. It goes for just like anything too. Not even like, not even physical, you know, stuff. All that aside, yeah. like if I'm really down about something just in life in general, like yeah. I cannot stand when people are like, okay, but you know, at least you have a good job. At least you have a roof over your head. Like yeah. my struggles are not the same as anyone else's, but they are yours. Don't, don't make me feel guilty mm-hmm. on top of what I'm already feeling <laughs> yeah. for being upset about something, you know? Yeah. Like I'm coming to you, especially if I'm coming to someone, cause I'm a very pretty like closed off person in general about things that mm-hmm. I'm dealing with personally. Like if I am coming to you about something, please do not offer me an alternative. Just say, <laughs> dude, yeah, that, yeah. I'm sorry you're going through that. What can I do to help or something? You know? Yeah, that's called empathy, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great skill to develop. Like, I know that me coming to you and saying, like, I feel like a fat, disgusting lard might make you feel uncomfortable because you're like, okay, well, she's not. And she's saying these horrible things about herself. But half of the time, maybe even 75% of the time, I just need to get the thought out of my brain mm-hmm. and like out. Other, then it doesn't become real anymore. Mm. Like then it doesn't, it's not just living in this cyclical like moment in my brain where it's just like, like this morning, for example, I weighed myself five pounds heavier than I have this entire month. Mm. I texted you Mm -hmm. and I was like, I feel disgusting and I don't want to eat today. And you were like, that's not going to help you. And I'm, I was making breakfast as I texted you that because I'm like, I just need somebody else to know. Yeah. I don't want to eat this, but I'm going to because my breakfast is good. And it's like something I've been trying to make myself look forward to Four moments like that. Yeah. The emotion is like bubbling up and it's just so frustrating because it is so, it can be so invalidating. Like, right. It, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Like, I mean, I face it a lot. I face it a lot when I'm talking to people about gym stuff, obviously, because, you know, I, I, I do appear healthy, like in Mm -hmm. compared to the average guy, like I have, I carry more muscle, you know, I'm, I'm not struggling with overweight, but like I have goals for myself, but I Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can talk about that with normal Mm -hmm. people. (laughs) Normal people sound so weird, but I mean, people that are not, you know, gym rats like myself. Yeah. But I face a very, very similar thing just about life in general. Like when I'm talking about anything that I'm upset about and people just like are dismissive, mm-hmm. um, maybe not intentionally, but like I said, you know, try to offer, offer up an alternative thing to be happy about. Like then I just feel bad for not being happy about that and mm-hmm. still being upset. So <laughs> we, we could go in circles about this all night, yeah. I think, because you and I are just venters by nature, but I think the moral of the story is it's okay to have goals for yourself that doesn't make like if you want to change something about yourself if you're doing it from a place of like doing it health healthily (laughs) the healthy way um and not putting all of your like value points in that one thing then Mm -hmm. just do it you know Mm -hmm. like there's a difference between someone who wants to go to the gym all the time and someone who wants to do steroids to look to get jacked right. on short time. You know, there's a difference between, you know, going under the knife for certain things when you could achieve the, the same thing by diet and exercise or, or whatever, yeah. you know, like 
I don't know. I don't want to get into that rabbit hole, but just, you know, being healthy about it mentally and physically. Um, if you're doing that, then do whatever you want, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'll support you. There's way worse things you could do than go and work out a lot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To get off this train, Jake and I do go to every week. So Jake, what's your go-to this week? Uh, my go-to this week is um, Sleepy Time Tea. Mm. I think maybe it's a Celestial Seasonings. Uh, yeah, I think so. I have it. Um, time Tea. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I've been drinking a cup of that a few nights this week before bed. And I don't know if it's placebo or what, but I do actually feel like it helps me kind of relax before bed. I'm always looking for ways to get better sleep. And mm -hmm. recently I have been getting terrible sleep and I've been having super stressful dreams to the point where like I'm yelling obscenities in my dreams. Whoa. Um, Lauren told me the other night that I woke up saying, well, I was going to tell you if you'd shut your GD mouth and oh I didn't gosh. say GD. I said the actual words in my sleep <laughs> and slept through the whole thing. So, um, Anyway, I decided I needed to try something. I saw that we had a box of, <laughs> had a box of, I think it's because I ran out of my ZMA um, vitamins mm -hmm. I usually take before bed. Um, I didn't realize how much I relied on those, but I noticed we had a box of sleepy time tea and I decided to try it and it seems to be helping out okay. So that's my go-to this week. Right on. Yeah. What about you? I have two. Mm, against the rules. I know. So uh, the first one is a new show on Netflix called Firefly Lane. It is a Netflix original and it has um, Catherine Heigl from Grey's Anatomy and Sarah Chalky from Scrubs. She mm -hmm. plays Elliot. And um, it's only 10 episodes right now. It's based off of a book and they have not been written renewed for a new season but it does end with two huge cliffhangers so mm. i'm hoping it does because i'm not trying to read to find out but <laughs> yeah, like it is pleb. so <laughs> so good i like we like wept through like i wasn't like crying but just like tears because it's so like it's about these two girls that they meet in middle school. They um, One of them moves in across the street and they stay friends all the way up into their like, I think they're like 38 right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just about their life together as best friends. And it is so wholesome and like true to just like how relationships ebb and flow. And hmm. ugh, it's set in the like um, 70s to like uh, 2003 is their present time. Yeah. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. And I'm not even a huge Katherine Heigl fan or even really Sarah Chalky. I think she's kind of like a one note actor. Mm. So good. I have not been able to stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Okay. Side note. What? I said, okay. Okay. Side note. I finished the originals, which is a spinoff of the vampire diaries. And I have never cried. Like I did at the end. <laughs> I don't know okay. what it, it's like. It was like all about family. And I just... Mm, it's a pretty touchy <laughs> subject. It was... Yeah, I was not expecting to have emotional attachments like that to that show. My second go-to this week is probably late to the game. I don't really know when this album came out, but it's Machine Gun Kelly's new album. Mm -hmm. And it has like... Um, like 
2012 vibes, 2011, like emo, like Is it called rock. T- Tickets to My Downfall? Yeah. Okay. Does it say when it came out? Uh, September of 2020. Oh, I'm not that far off then. I no. thought it was like a couple years. Within a year. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, it literally reminds me of like, um, for, from like Bring It On when she's listening to the guy's album. Mm. Torrid. Oh my gosh. I love it. I listen to it when I work out and I just feel like this rocker punk chick that I've always wanted to be. And he's got like, uh, voice memos like interlaced in some of it because it's like you're supposed to listen to it all the way through mm, like mm-hmm. so good I highly recommend it the drums on it I just want to sit there and just like mm, mm, act like I'm drumming <laughs> yeah it's a banger it's so good so MGK does he rap in the album isn't he a rapper no. he that's how he started but he actually like sings in it but it's like that uh, like edgy punk like yeah like it, I can't. I can't think of the band that it reminds me of, but it's just that very like, um, or Green Day like, yeah, vibe, I guess. And it's Chef's Kiss. Okay, I'll have to check it so out. So good, yeah. Sweet, cool. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And if you want to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time.